welcome back to the Pod Sound School podcast, a podcast that aims to help improve your podcast and gets into the lifestyle and struggles of podcasters. This is your host, Veronica, and here with me is my partner in crime, Studio Steve. I am the social media and branding strategist for the Pod Sound School. Uh huh. And I'm the producer and the creative director. And we are here to teach you all the skills and show you the tools you need to create a podcast that people will go crazy about. Okay, so today we are going to talk about the podcast hamster wheel. Yes, so weeks go by, months or years pass, all these episodes pile up, and it can be really easy to slip into a slump or the podcasting blues or even to pod fade or stop podcasting altogether. Yeah, you forget about all the reasons why you started your podcast. Mm-hmm. You maybe you start skipping episodes. Yeah. You're running out of ideas for content. Yeah, and you, you want- just don't have the same love for your project as you used to. Yeah, and you wonder if the it's worth the time and effort, or if your audience is ever going to grow, or if you're ever going to make money off mm-hmm. of your podcast. Your family members are like, "Hey, are you making any money off of this thing?" Yeah, and it's becoming more like a task instead of something that you enjoy to do. It's like, oh, again and again and now, again. these feelings not only are they normal and every podcaster goes through them, but I actually think that they could be helpful and beneficial for our growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're totally normal. We've been there. And they push you into good directions. They push you for toward personal growth and they test you. Mm-hmm. And so today we wanted to talk about that hamster wheel, the podcast treadmill, and we really wanted to talk about what we think the most important element in your podcast is, or what should be, and that is Fun! Fun! Divertirse! Okay, so I know you're thinking, come on, studio, Veronica, it can't always be fun. Or really, editing for three hours a week is fun to you. But if you are to analyze each step of your podcast creation process and re-engineer the steps that aren't very enjoyable into fun steps that you actually look forward to... Not only will you enjoy your life a lot more, but you'll also really start to see podcast growth and the results that you're after. So in this quick episode, we thought that we share three ideas we have about spicing up your podcast life and love. Ooh, that's spicy. (laughs) And reevaluating or incorporating new ideas into your workflow and creativity. Mm, Okay. Well, like we usually do, let's start with number one. Number one. Is that, or do you want me to? Yeah, I like that. Because we're spicy now. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Take it on the go. Be journalistic. So this is one of the fun things about podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to take your equipment and go outside your studio and interview people, get stories. Mm -hmm. Depending on what your podcast is about, I mean, you can get very creative if you have a podcast about true crime, if you have a podcast about a lifestyle podcast or uh-huh. anything that you can get the opportunity to go outside and be one-on-one with people, it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah or even a comedy podcast. And you might say, really, during these COVID times or whatever, mm-hmm. but actually you could get out there with a microphone and some portable equipment 
and just ask people on the street funny questions that are relative to your topics mm-hmm. and just become journalistic. You can maybe do a episode with you and your co-host in a tunnel or something. Uh-huh. Just really get inventive and creative and remember that this is a medium of audio and sometimes it can be the environment that we're in this old Yeah, dun- just to record the environment. I, yeah. I, I've heard you giving people that advice to just go to a place and record the environment, record the sound yeah. at the location and then include those in your episodes. And I think I love when people do that because mm-hmm. it puts me in the place. My mind is automatically there with the person. Yeah. And the other thing too is it could just be really helpful to get out of our old dusty podcast studio, you know? Smelly. Yeah, smelly. And and that's the other thing. With kombucha bottles, yeah. empty kombucha bottles. Yeah, and keep that podcast <laughs> studio clean too. Maybe it's time for a podcast studio makeover. That's not one of is our that points. you're telling to yourself? I am. But hey, I Windex this table before we got started here. Okay. So take a sip of my kombucha. So when we're talking about portable equipment, there's tons of options that you can use. The most popular probably are the Zoom recorders. Zoom is actually the name of the company, and you can just look that up. There's the H4N, which is my favorite. It's a little less expensive than I think it's the H6 is what the other model is. Those are really cool. They allow you to plug microphones in. They also provide phantom power if you're using a condenser microphone. So if you want to get those environmental sounds, like Veronica was talking about, a condenser microphone is really good for that. Otherwise, you could get lapel microphones or those wireless clip-on microphones. And that's a really fun way to interview people if you're in a crowd. But if you're going to be interviewing people and there's a lot of noise around you, it's really good just to get handheld microphones. My favorite for that would be the SM57, the Shure SM57. And there's just a little bit of gear, portable gear options. And we'll drop some links to some portable gear in this episode's description, uh, we have some Amazon affiliate links I'll drop there that you could check out. What are some of the mistakes that you have made in the past, like showing up to the location and not checking the location first or not bringing all the equipment you need? What about uh, cables or mm-hmm. you know, well, anything like that? Doing test runs, extra batteries is a big one. That portable equipment runs off of the H4N that I mentioned, which is about $400. So that's a a big expense, but it actually comes in. It's so handy and there's so many things you could do with it. But yeah, just batteries, cables, and then also the right microphone choice. So there's been lots of situations where people will bring like boom mics or condenser microphones that are very sensitive and pick up a lot of, of your environmental sound. If you're going to be in a noisy environment like a crowd or something like that, or even a place where there's traffic noise, you want a microphone you could put right next to your lips. And if you're interviewing someone, you put that microphone right next to their lips. Because even if it gets the ambient sound, at least you have a lot of clarity and a lot uh, in the voice and you can really understand. Because it's actually very annoying and off-putting to listen to a recording where you can't really make out what the people are saying because the crowd's just as loud as their voices, right? And then they have to yell And you can just get into some territory where your audio recordings are garbage. Another tip is the car is a wonderful place to record at. They manufacture cars to try to make them shut out a lot of sound while we drive on the freeway and things like that. And as a result, they're a great place to record audio. And then the other thing are wind screens or little poofies that you can put around your microphones. Those will really help. And in a real pinch, your iPhone can actually save your life. If you're out there and your gear goes to poop. 
And you just happen to run into a celebrity. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) While you're out there, make sure you get some video of it too, because, hey, we're taking the podcast on the road. And be honest about the fact that we want to pod fade. We're tired of our podcast. We're going to get out on the road and spice things up. Come with us. It'll be a journey. Mm -hmm. And make it fun. That's the reason you got into this to begin with, right? I like that idea. Something that I was going to say is that we haven't done that with our podcast, mm-hmm. but we have tried to do it with our YouTube videos. And it's so <laughs> it turned into a nightmare. <laughs> it kind of turned. Well, the, the first one, wasn't that the one that we went to a trail here? That one was pretty fun. That was a compression a video. That was a compression video, we but did. I was getting eaten alive by the mosquitoes. Yes. <laughs> But that one turned out okay because why it, we we wanted to be in the middle of a jungle and the only thing that we could find was a, a trail. <laughs> <laughs> but there were there were a lot of bugs out there. Uh-huh. And then the second one, we were right next to the street with traffic, and uh-huh. I was sweating profusely and getting really grumpy. And I think we got in a <laughs> fight, and it was just it was horrible. And you can see that energy in the video too. It was very stressful because you were setting up the equipment uh and you were also performing. Yeah. Because you were... But I would say audio is a lot less stressful because you're not... Your performance, even if you're sweating profusely, you're not on camera the whole Mm -hmm. time. And trying to read lines from a teleprompter, that was the other thing Mm -hmm. I was trying to do out there in in that traffic. (laughs) 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 Poor thing. I know. Hey guys, we wanted to interrupt our episode with a mid-roll. This is something new we're trying out. Something that many podcasters don't think about is that they can start using mid-rolls to advertise their own services, products, or crowdfunding. So we thought we would try it out. Yeah, and it's actually really easy to do. You just choose some mid-roll music and maybe a mid-roll in and out transition sound effect. I like computer glitches, whips, or even bubbles. And then record your ad. Spend some time mixing it in its own project or session and then export it to a folder where you keep all your assets. So, if you want to learn about mid-rolls, pre-rolls, post-rolls, segments, and how to launch a stellar podcast or beef up the one you already have and kill it on social media and build authority with your brand, we teach that and much more in our podcasting program, Pod Sound School's Smart and Sexy Podcast Launch. Check this episode's description for the waitlist link or go to podcastingsmart.com. But registration opens soon, so hurry up. Okay, now back to the episode. Back to the episode. Well, let's move on to number two. Number two, introduce these segments. Wait, maybe if I didn't do the huh at the end, I don't know. Introduce some segments. And segments are a big thing. And I think a lot of the reason that podcasters don't like everybody doesn't do a lot of segments it's because it seems a little hard to pull off in the editing and in the production, right? It's like, how do you do it? Like, do you just interrupt your episode? Do you have to say when you're in the middle, like us talking right now? And now let's take a break for our segment. That can be a little awkward. If you're interviewing guests, uh, do you incorporate the guest into the segment? And so I thought we would just kind of talk about some segment ideas and sort of chat about it a little bit to get your creative juices flowing. Yeah, segments can be a lot of work because it's not only the editing, it's the planning. Mm -hmm. And also segments can be part of your brand. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of our segments can be because we're so uh, community driven. 
we like to get our community involved in what we do, we can do something like uh, share your listeners' comments. Mm-hmm. And then you have to gather all those assets. And then when it's time for you to record, then you just get that segment into your podcast episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So depending on uh, the, the kind of a podcast that, that you have, you may want to choose a few ideas for segments mm-hmm. and just have them be a reflection. Don't go crazy. Sometimes I see people adding too many segments or segments that don't really go with their brand. Uh-huh. Or that their audience isn't going to enjoy. That, yeah, their audience is not is like more for them that, than for the audience. Yeah, I think one of the best practices with segments is to run it by your audience first. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just... Yeah, ask them. Ask them. Even if you can just get a hold of a couple people who, again, we're always saying this, who really fit the mold of your ideal listener. And you can get a hold of those couple of people and be like, hey, I have these few different segment ideas. Which one's your favorite? Mm-hmm. And run a poll on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And- uh, a segment that I really enjoyed was the, I think the podcast is called a tuning podcast. Uh-huh. And they have, they have a segment on their podcast. I don't remember the name of the segment, but it was about scammers. Hmm. Those scams that you get, <laughs> <laughs> send you emails and, the, and they called you like... They make the what is the the phone call we always get from the oh the car insurance oh, the no the car warranty the car warranty no, yeah those damned car warranty the car people. warranty mm-hmm. so it, it was just so clever because that podcast was banter and was about uh, humor uh-huh. and so this segment was just perfect for their podcast so I thought and I still remember it it was uh-huh. so good it made me laugh so hard that I still remember it. and was probably the reason you kept listening to that podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing too. So segments are good because they do a couple different things to the brain and to the audience. When they separate the episode from the banter, they provide a little bit more break for the brain. So they wake you up again so that you can re-engage back into the episode mm-hmm. again after the segment's over. Yeah. And what happens too is that even if you are not, even if the episode is not as fun, mm-hmm. you just hang in there waiting for the segment yeah. because that happens with me with The Tonight Show. Sometimes I don't like the people that Jimmy Fallon is interviewing, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I like to watch the whole thing just waiting for the segment. Yeah, I think so too. Like, mm-hmm. and or his games that he plays, his right? His games, yes. yeah. So it's very good for audience retention mm-hmm. and also for, for branding, like I already For mentioned. branding, really good for engagement if you involve your audience in your segments. And I think it's just really can contribute to having a podcast that stands out more and that's really addicting. Mm-hmm. Before we get into some of the the ideas that we have for segments, Uh could you tell us what are some of the best practices to include segments in your editing and your recordings? Well, the segments in your editing are, there are so many different ways you can do it. A lot of people really do prefer if you say, okay, now let's take a break for our segment or, hey, you ready for our segment? Because they think it's jarring to suddenly interrupt the Mm -hmm. episode. And then you have a music. Yeah, and you have the music music and everything. For me, I, I just interrupt the episode with a sound effect, just like a ding, not like in the middle of some heartfelt part. You find a natural transitional place where the conversation could take a break. And then you just have a little sound effect. And from the sound effect, that transitions you into a little music and where you have your, maybe you have a little intro piece for the segment that you have pre recorded. If it's the same segment every week, 
The other thing is you could have multiple segments. Do you do one on every other week? You switch it up or whatever. So that's about it is just to, I think segment music is really cool. And that also segments provide that option because mixing music in and out of your episode, especially if it's just your standard podcast where two people are just bantering, can be tricky. Uh, Here, you'll notice with Pod Sound School, I like to do it with our headers. So we Mm -hmm. say number one, and I use that header as an example. So you can think of, think and Think of your podcast editing in terms or relate it to the way you would design a blog post. With your headers, you can add bolded text, right? Or you can add color to your text and then you can sort of indent things or you can make bullet points or you can add graphics or images, right? And that really makes a more eye-catching, fun to read blog posts than just a big chunks of paragraphs. Mm -hmm. Well, that analogy totally comes over to audio. Use all the tools at your disposal. You have sound effects, you have music, you have effects, you have delay and reverb and modulation and flanger and pitch shifter and all those effects that come with all of your DAWs. Get creative with that stuff. I would say be careful, less is more. Yeah, be tasteful. Be tasteful, less is more. And maybe it doesn't fit your brand. We're playful and fun and ridiculous, so I can get away with pitch shifting our voices. You are ridiculous. I am pretty ridiculous. <laughs> what if you have a an interview-style podcast? An interview-style podcast. That can be tricky. That could be really tricky. Again, you could do it with headers. The other thing that I love and I wish more podcasters would try to do is to paraphrase their interviews, is to maybe conduct less interviews and actually listen to the interview. And this takes a lot of work, but there's awesome things like Descript. You can listen in double speed and you can actually see it written out and you can start copying it as you're editing and create like a highlights page or sort of reorder your interview. Do that. That's what they do at NPR. Now, NPR, they have... You know, we're talking about like news style, but they have really a team of people working on it. But a lot of times it is just that main guy or gal that is running the show that does a, a lot of those edits. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to extract the best part of that interview, the best part of that story. And one way you hear all the time is the audio ducks down or the audio of the person speaking kind of gets quieter and the host pops in and speaks over the top of them. That's a really easy thing to pull off in an editing program, and it's also really effective. And you just paraphrase and skip ahead 10 minutes in time. That's something that we haven't tried with our podcast or with any of our clients' podcasts and editing yet, but I'm really looking forward to the day where I get to play around with that. But didn't we try something like that with uh, one of our... Episodes? With a couple of our interviews. Oh, yeah, we did. that. We did, actually. And the way we did our interviews, another way you could do your interviews, is to not really worry about your performance when you're conducting. Which is one of my, I mean, that the way that we edited those two interviews make me sound so <laughs> much smarter. Uh-huh, yeah. I am not very good at interviewing me people. Neither. I get nervous. I sound so insecure. I, yeah, I sound insecure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to ask questions sometimes. Yeah. I get caught up in in my in my own mind and I don't enjoy the interview. Yeah. So the way we did it is that we recorded the whole interview. Uh-huh. It was a remote interview. Uh-huh. And then we run that interview through the script. Uh-huh. And I was able to edit myself out and then because it works like a Word document. Yeah, and you can and then, type in. And I was typing in the, the just the, the intro and I was able to elaborate more for the question and to add a little bit of context uh-huh. to why I was asking that question. And those two episodes, I think one was Taylor Timmon. 
uh-huh. an attorney in LA, and the other one was with Natasha. Natasha. She's a social media strategist. And then with Sarah Rhea Werner, Zara too. Sarah Rhea Werner. Who is one of our favorite podcast mm-hmm. personalities. Yeah, so if you have time, go listen to those three interviews because the work that we did with those interviews was so, so good. Yeah, it's really cool to be able to do that. Now, we didn't talk over the top of them, but mm-hmm. that also gives you another opportunity to bring in music. Because if you are going to sort of cut your original self out of the interview and make yourself sound smart again, and then you can put some music in it. So I like to, as the person is about finished with their point, that's when you can start fading the music in for the host to come back in and be like, she is so smart. And then she went on to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And it's so great the way she thinks that. And don't you think that too? And then you transition back into her next point. So I wanted to ask Sarah, Mm -hmm. what's so cool about podcasting? And then the music kind of fades out when Sarah comes back in talking, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those elements, they're advanced elements, but it just takes a little bit of thinking outside of the box and getting creative with how can I start putting more music and sound yeah. effects and stuff into and my the podcast? The other thing that it helps with is with you, like if you're not very good at interviewing, if you're self-conscious like us, uh, don't get that to discourage you from interviewing people. You can edit yourself out uh-huh. and re-record it. And re-record it. You have a microphone. Yeah, you have a microphone. Uh-huh. Uh, something that you need to keep in mind, though, is that you want to keep the integrity of their words and they interview <laughs> yeah. you, don't want, yeah. you don't want to change the, the context and everything uh-huh. so when the guest listen, listens to the interview he will be like that's not even me yeah that's not what I said. I did not say that and I uh, do not agree yeah. with that yeah so make sure that you just you mm-hmm. keep the context and you keep their words mm-hmm. and that you just try to elaborate a little bit more and add just more sus and more spice to it. Yeah, why not? And then just put more time in your podcast episodes. We're always encouraging people to, if you're about to pod fade, maybe you should pod fade and start over again. Or maybe you should just take a break, take a month Mm -hmm. off and batch record a bunch of episodes and just come back with a bang, right? So we got a little off topic with the interview stuff, but I think that was really valuable stuff to think about. So just to get you going with some ideas about segments, like I mentioned, you can share your listeners' comments. We love to do this. We can You can do product reviews. Uh-huh. Product um, reviews is also a great way that you can maybe have some affiliate links. And now we're talking about monetizing. So mm-hmm. now you can monetize and advertise, but make it a fun segment at the same yeah. time. So if it's something that I use on a daily basis uh-huh. or... I think those are my favorite because people get honest uh-huh. with some products. And yeah. you can, sometimes you can tell if they're affiliates or not. Uh-huh. But those are my favorite. Yep. Latest news in your industry. We used to do this with, with PodBits. This week in podcasting. It's really, really helpful if you're an educational podcast, if you're... If you are a real estate podcast, uh-huh. if you're a business coach with uh, with a podcast, finance, finance, anything, fitness, anything beauty, that, uh, finance, any topic fitness, you can think about, right? It forces you to be up to date with whatever is going on in your industry. And it really helps to establish your authority. And it just kind of forces research, more research into your flow. That's what we love so much about PodBits and and it was to research the podcast industry like yeah, that. Yeah, we were caught up with all the news, with, and, news, with mm-hmm. the latest gadgets, the mm-hmm. latest apps. And then the other thing you could do, so we can rush this along, is because we, we spent a long time on this point, mm-hmm. <laughs> is question and answers or Q&As. Those can be really fun. 
people are getting creative with apps like Anchor, where they have a voice memo option that people can leave voice questions for you. That's a really cool thing to do. And now that everybody has a smartphone, you could say, hey, you know that voice memo app on your phone that you never use? Why don't you try using it to send us a message? And we will uh, play it on our podcast, right? Something like that. But also just Q&As or AMAs, Ask Me Anything. You could do community and industry spotlights, which is really cool. So if somebody in your industry or in your community, especially your listeners, if they do something that's really cool or impressive or fun or heartwarming, you can do a spotlight about that. And then listeners calls and voicemails. So I guess I already sort of touched on that. And then the tip of the week, we also used to do that as well too. That's really cool in any, you could see that in any like sports, you could do a tip of the week with dating or with- uh, Yeah, any kind of educational podcast. Any kind of educational podcast, beauty, you could do beauty tips, whatever it is. Yeah, that's it. Number three, take a break and relaunch. So I kind of got to that point prematurely, which I love doing, apparently. But we don't really need to spend too much time on this because it's sort of self-explanatory. Is like recollect, like take some time off, do some surveying. And I've really been talking to a lot of podcasters lately. Ask like it's alarming how many podcasters have never done a survey. And so you really need to get out there and do conduct some surveys and get to know your ideal listener. And I think if you can get out of your own head a little bit, first just step into your greatness and step into your power and how cool you are. But then also step into the role that you're playing. You're a role model. You're like, people are listening to you. They're tuning in on you, tuning into you every week. So it's a good practice to really try to read their mind, study your ideal listener, study them on social media, give them surveys directly, figure out what content that they're going to get most addicted to so that when they turn on your podcast, they're like, how did she know this is exactly what I wanted to hear? And that's what's really going to make an addicting podcast. Yeah, another, another, <coughs> another thing we need to realize is that our podcast is not just the only thing that is representing our brand. Uh-huh. So, for example, and we, we tell this a lot to our clients and students, that is not only about your podcast, it's your social media, mm-hmm. it's the different activities and the different things that you're doing to promote your brand. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we just took a break because we were launching our first online program teaching people how to podcast. Yes, and right? we were forced into homeschooling and uh-huh. COVID like everyone else. Like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's okay if you have to put your podcast on hold as long as you're using your other channels to stay relevant uh-huh. and to keep communicating with your community. Yeah. And you can use Twitter, you can use Instagram. If you have a YouTube channel, we kept releasing videos on our YouTube channel. Uh-huh. We kept posting on our social media communicating with people over on Instagram and Twitter. I think Pod Faded is it's kind of like a harsh like where'd they go? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like they just they abandoned and that's not true. They no. just put one of the of the I don't know how to call it pillars or one of, of the things that make part of their brand. They just put it a little bit on hold, but the other ones are still functioning. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's totally okay for you to take a break from your mm-hmm. podcast, to reinvent, to, like Steven said, run surveys, mm-hmm. and just to really make sure that you 
that you get into your idea listener's mind and that you come out with new content. Yeah, maybe uh, a new theme song. Look, new maybe looks. you rebrand a little bit. Yeah, update maybe your you colors. just put that online course together and launch it too. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. You could put together a little spotlight course. Anyone, any type of podcast can put together an online course. Mm-hmm. Challenge yourself, get creative, and start thinking of, of yourself as more of a badass. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing, a too. A brand. A brand, yeah. You are the brand. Mm-hmm. If you don't go down, the brand <laughs> doesn't go down. Yeah. If the podcast goes down, well, you have your other things. You have your other you know? things, and you can start a new podcast. If you can start a new podcast, or you can take a break and then come back. Same with social media. If you decide that you're just going to put all your efforts in your podcast mm-hmm. because you is just one person and you're doing it all and your social media is just on the back burner, then it's it's okay. As long as you have that communication and you have that going for your brand, uh-huh. then it's okay. Yeah, it's totally okay to take a break. And let's finish off with this point I also want to make on this. When you come back, that also gives you an opportunity to sort of establish how many episodes per season are you going to have? And this is a really cool thing that we get to choose as podcasters. There's no set amount. It's not like TV or anything, right? There's no gatekeepers. We can decide. You want to have 10 episodes and take a month off? That's fine. It's just inform your listeners of that. And that's how your podcast is. You do 10 really good, rich episodes that are packed with research and sound bites and clips and editing. And you spend hours and hours and days on each one of those episodes. And then you take a few months off. That's okay. You make those decisions, right? I think a lot of people get caught in the hamster wheel because they think they have to put out a podcast every week. A lot of people say that consistency is so important. Consistency is very, very important, but you can be consistent with your breaks too and plan in your breaks. Yeah. So there may be other factors that won't allow you to take longer breaks. Mm -hmm. For example, if you have sponsors, if you have scheduled your whole year and and have commitments. Yeah, and have commitments. With and, sponsors, then you may not be able to take a long break. Yeah, but, but even those can be scheduled. Uh-huh. And the other thing you can really start to get into is looking at ways to improve your workflow. When At the first of this episode, when we talked about looking at re-engineering what part of the process is not fun for you, maybe the editing isn't fun for you. So can you outsource the editing? Can you hire somebody to edit for you? How can you make it so that your workflow is funner, right? Yeah, so take a break and relaunch. Yeah, and that was our last point. And there you have it, Podski. What did you think of this episode? Slide into our DMs and let us know. We make this show for you and we'll love to learn your feedback. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Sound School. Make sure you share a screenshot of this episode and tag us so we can give you some love on the Instas. Yeah, and if you're interested in our feedback, we do pod audits most Thursdays live in our Facebook community, Podcasting for Bosses. These are 30-minute coaching sessions where we dissect your podcast, your social media, and your content. You'll find the sign-up sheet inside the group, podsoundschool.com slash community. And until next time, happy happy casting, casting, amigos!